This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, welcome to uh, our latest uh, episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast. At last, it was only nil-nil, City nil, Forest nil. But in the second 45, at least, we had a performance that gave hope for next season. Joining me uh, are Mark, Dave Fevs and uh, Ian. Guys, uh, as we usually do, quick resume of the game in uh, no more than 30 seconds. I'll come to you first, Dave. Good to have you back after a little gap, but uh, your quick uh, summary of the game. Good to be back. Um, Hope everyone's well. Um, I think a bit of pride was restored today. Um, I think, you know, pride, effort, energy, bit of motivation, bit of professionalism all came out today. Lacking in quality, um, but maybe we'll get that next week. Okay. Um, Ian, 30 seconds. Resume of the game. Uh, first half was really poor. Lots of usual stuff, giving away silly fouls, poor first touches. I detest this low block we're playing, particularly at home. I don't think it's. It, I don't think it suits us. Powder puff up front. Um, nothing sticks. Second half was an improvement, and we were the better side uh, marginally in the second half. But you know, I think we scored one one goal in eight home games or something like that. No doubt Dave will tell us. So, yeah. still not good enough. Uh, but I think, you know, I think we're about 90% safe. 90% yeah. safe. I wouldn't say so, Dave, no, but 90% uh, safe from relegation. I enjoyed watching Masengo play, particularly in the second half. I don't think he was yeah. great in the first half. No. All right, um, Mark, your uh, quick summary of, uh, of the game. Um. Poor for 35 minutes. It is low block, uh, allowing uh, Forrest to play the ball at, at will wide, uh, but uh, not knockout getting in several crosses and might on from the right and might on from the left, putting City under pressure. But from that moment onwards, Lansbury's free kick struck the post and City clawed their way back into the game. H&M had his best game in a City shirt. Lansbury uh, worked too. Simpson, good defensively. And City earned a, got a, a bustling point. If, it, if low on quality, they got their pride back. And that's something that we're all pleased with. I think that's the main thing I put on uh, OTIP today, that if we got a performance today, even if we lost, you know, and it had been, I don't know, lost 3-2, but twice battled from behind, showed a bit of vigour in front of goal, uh, but came out losers. But as it was, it was a dour game. And as all three of you have said, first half, certainly the first 30 minutes, it was dire. But then it seemed as though we got back into it, started off the second half and... 
you know, we'll talk about the incidents, but there was obviously a penalty incident as well. It wouldn't have been injustice had we not got all three points. All right, let's go and look at this afternoon's uh, lineup. Uh, I'll come to you first, uh, Dave. And somebody said uh, your mic's a little bit loud. Don't know whether you can turn it down a little bit on your testing set. one two. Is that better? Yeah. yeah, it's a bit better. You could that come down a shade more no. if you wanted it to. But uh, okay. But, but just try that. So let me. I'll come to you first, though, Dave. The starting lineup. It was meant to be one that featured the players. Well, he didn't use what he used to say, players he could trust. But there were four changes. Nothing really unpredictable about them, though. What did you think of that starting lineup? Yeah, I think he pretty much told us which players he felt were the ones that didn't do what he wanted them to do last week. And I think you know, Fam started last week. He didn't start this week. Nage started last week, didn't didn't start this week. Um, I think that was that was pretty clear. Sessignon, I I thought he's been okay actually over the last few weeks. He wasn't last week, and uh, he he missed out as well. So, I, yeah, I thought it was good to see him give Sam Pearson a a, a try, and I, I think it, you know it was good to see Naki Wells play down the middle. And you know we'll talk about his performance a little bit later on, but um, I think that's where you will get the best out of him if you're going to play him anywhere at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and it was good to see Zach Viner come back in, who I, I think has been a little bit unlucky to not play as many minutes un, under Pearson. And I think maybe versatility was a benefit for him early on the season, but it seems to have counted against him since Pearson's come in. So, glad to see he came back in as well today. So, yeah, d- d- yeah. Good. Not, not surprising. I think it would have been surprising if I'd have seen Naj and Gigi starting. Yeah, Ian, uh, you made uh, your usual thing on Twitter, a few team suggestions, and you got it broadly uh, right. Would you have changed anything? Or I think you were more concerned about who wasn't available uh, or who wasn't around, even on the bench, yes? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've still got 14 players out, not including um, the two that have already left the club injured. Uh, so I, I don't until we have a fully fit squad, whatever that looks like, you know, for example, uh, today there was no Marley Watkins, no Nathan Baker, no Taylor Moore. Now, are they... I mean, we've been told Baker's back, he's training, you know, uh, and the Evening Post said, or Bristol Live as they are now, said, well, you know, he could get a go later in the season. There's like five games left, lads. Yeah. Five games. You've got people in, in Bristol, people in Bristol talking like it's October. So... <laughs> um, you know, uh, I no. Would I have gone with that lineup? Uh, no, I don't like Palmer as a wide left player. Play him in the middle. Play him as a ten, or don't play him. By the way, I thought he was. Well, we're getting, let's get into today. performances. Let's get into performances later. Ian, yeah. You know, Dave was saying uh, about. No, I didn't. Mackie I didn't really Palmer, like it. But, no. But I don't. I I didn't like it. But I think Pearson didn't have a great deal of alternative if players like Baker and Moore aren't fit. Still not fit. Mark, your thoughts on the lineup and the inclusion of uh, uh, Conway, Scott on the bench, and a start for uh, Pearson. I mean, it's you know the, these youngsters are starting to feature, aren't they? And may do more between now and the end of the season. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think it's because he, you know, he's he's not afraid to blood youngsters. Uh, although we're going to have to, you know, manage our expectations with with Tommy Conway and, and Sam Pearson because they haven't played um, football in the foot, you know, football league level this, uh, you know, in in their careers. Tommy Rowe obviously made a couple of ricks in the last two games. Less we say about that, the better. But being the only left-sided left back available, he had to play. Danny Simpson. 
defended very well today, but the lack of any whip from those two, apart from I think on one occasion with Rowe trying to get on the end of a, of a pass, I think from Palmer that went out of play, we didn't offer any anything really uh, from pitch. But it was yeah. a good, it was a good disciplined performance. If lacking in any quality at all, yeah. we we worked hard. We were just very wasteful in the final third a lot of the time, and that that Palmer was really guilty of that. So well, we come on to we come on to we come on yeah, to Semenya went played wide, looked yeah. dangerous. That was yeah. the good thing. We should if we, enter, if we get stuck in uh, to the action, City only had what twenty five percent possession in the opening uh, twenty five minutes of the game, and they did have. They did have a good chance early on. It was a break when uh, Pearson broke. Wells made a run and made himself available. And when the ball was played, um, Wells was offside. Personally, me, I thought Pearson, a more experienced player, might have gone on and tried to take it himself because the defenders were worried about Wells. Dave, that was a good, good chance for City early on and a good bit of early play from the youngster, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I think it was a good, a good defensive header by Viner. Initially, I think the ball went up in the air. He was under quite a lot of pressure, um, and then he sprung Pearson, who, who ran for, through. I think he just needed that ball a little bit earlier. Um, Wells, I think it was a, it was a good run to either receive it or to, to take men away for him to cut inside, as you say. And he could could have gone in on on inside on his on his left foot. But yeah, you know, I thought some some promise shown by him in terms of his his direct running today. And that was, as we say, though, City not getting a lot of the ball, but it's, you don't have to have high possession to, to, to be effective. But uh, Forrest came back in. I've got a few chances here for them before City got in their stride. Worrell had a header saved uh, from a free kick. But then, uh, Ian, City seem to get caught like this quite a few times when they're on the attack and then a quick distribution by Samba, Fangana, and then they got a good player up front. Is it Mitten? He hit the post. But City... We're on the attack, and the next thing, they're almost going to goal down. How did you see that chance? Uh, are we talking about... Uh, We're talking about when uh, Mitten hit the post. Mitten hit the post, yeah? Yeah, and he, 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 he's always looking to... He's tricky. He's a bit like a uh, lighter weight version of Semenya. Uh, but he causes a few problems in the game up there. I think, uh, which, in fact, let's be honest... Forrest should have got at least a draw up there, if not beat us, because yeah. after well, the first super, 25... Super show by Bentley, the, that was, wasn't it, up there? After the first 25 minutes, they battered us. My my concern, I agree, totally agree with Dave, Pearson should have passed that ball earlier or not passed it at all. Um, and he, he got, got it wrong both ways wrong. But as you say, perhaps a more experienced player. Yeah, we, we haven't got a cold excuse who spots the danger and stops the keeper getting the ball out quick to a player that goes wide. But at the moment, we're not, let's be, you know, totally frank, we're not very good. Um, so uh, hopefully we can pick up another point at least at, at Wednesday next week. Um, and looking at it now, a lot of the sides down the bottom have got five, six games left. There are at least 14, if not more, points behind us. Um, we should be safe. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a crazy well, I think we are. I think when, we are. Wednesday, I mean, Wednesday, Wednesday won 5 0, beat Cardiff, and yeah. then they lost 4 1, 4 1 today to QPR. QPR. So, I know, it's madness. You know, you, it, it's a weird division to. to um, it's a weird division to try and predict. And I, I yeah. gave up trying to predict it a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, Mark, there we Mark. are. 
uh, Dave said, good to see Viner back in uh, in the in centre of uh, defence. I think he could play it right back as well. And I think midfield of the three options that he has is the one that, you know, there's better players than him if we're going to progress. But uh, it was a poor clearance uh, oh, by again. him. Um, it was a poor clearance by him that ended up with the, pretty much the last chance of uh, the half for uh, Forrest, wasn't it? Yeah, when uh, Yates' shot was uh, deflected, because that could have gone anywhere, couldn't it? Yeah, he, he, I think he, he headed it straight to Yates, and luckily um, Palmer got in, got in the way, and it was it was up and over for a corner, and they were forcing forcing lots of corners, uh, you know, in, in the first half, and they seemed to be playing on top of us with uh, Karinovic, I thought was Kravinovic, you know, very dangerous, carrying a ball through midfield and spraying passes left and right to Martin and Knockhart. And Garner was quite box. good as well in the middle for them. Yeah. And that's not the Garner that plays for Preston. It's a nasty piece of work. No, that's it? Joel Garner, wasn't it? Uh, no, that, that, that was the Star, West Indies yeah. opening bowler. Was... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Man, yeah, Man United. Major. Man United loney, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah, James Garner. And, what's, and what's, what's, what's centre-half <laughs> Joel Garner would make? We had conceded many from set-pieces with Joel in the side, I'll tell you. <laughs> we wouldn't. No, he had that big smile with uh, ultra-white teeth he had. I remember him. What a yeah. We could talk about Somerset yeah. in the 70s for a very long time. Dave, first corner for yeah. us came on a half hour, but that was... Uh, uh, didn't I think it ended up with a Palmer shot, but great chance for us to take uh, an interval lead. Um, Masengo... Fouled. I'll let you talk about his uh, overall performance as part of this uh, piece here. But Masengo fouled. Well worked free kick. Uh, Lansbury to uh, Rowe, back to Lansbury, hit the post. But that sort of free kick is what Masengo's good at. And it was in a dangerous position. And it was a good strike, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I thought Han Noah battled away for the ball between like, kind of two or three of their players and managed to get a little toe away and got brought down. And then kind of well-rehearsed routine. Lansbury bends it round the wall and it thudded against the post. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty pretty good technique from a, from a free kick and uh, a bit unlucky. It, it wasn't just on the other side of the post or came back into, you know, maybe someone sniffing around in the in the six-yard box. So yeah, I, I'm not sure we, we'd have gone in at half-time deserving to be ahead because uh, I don't think we were, we were great at all first half. But that was probably that last 10 minutes, as Mark said, was probably our better spell of the of the first half yeah. i think going on to talk about semenyo i I, th- I think over the last three or four games him and han noah have, i think embarrassed some of the the senior players with with their performances totally you know for a 19 and a 21 year old they've been perhaps dragging the, the team up from being even worse than they have been and uh yeah today again he was good um just probably that little bit of end product again, which probably we said for for most of the players today. But um, he but was he a can threat. Only get better, can't he? Yeah, he's got the physical presence and what have you. Yeah, well, I thought the key, the, key, the, the key thing with Semenyo is is he's a wide player. He's not a back to goal centre forward. And it, yeah, he could run the channels if you had somebody who was good enough to give him the ball. But we haven't got it, so we need to start from the basics. If if you add. Semenyo wide right and Calamo down to wide left. You you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a bad service into the forwards if you could only find somebody in midfield who could give them the flipping ball. Yeah, and and, and, and if you and could I think cross, but I mean, Ian, you're talking about yeah. talking about Dowder and crossing, and you know I'm not his greatest fan. In fact, I'm not a fan. And Dowder crossing, Dowder crossing the ball is is no, but he's not in a position to do it enough. 
That's my right. argument. You, you but you wonder what Scott would have Murray. happened this season. Yeah, you would have, what, Scott Murray? Yeah, what a well, player, if you what had, crosser of the ball he you, was, yeah. Yes, speak to Scott Murray and ask him what would have happened without Brian Tinian. Brian yeah. Tinian threaded well, the ball. Crossfield pass to Murray. He used to ping it from the, yeah. from one side. Yeah, but he didn't. Murray yeah, to the run onto. Is, Murray to yeah, run onto. Yeah, but Dave, Dave, he didn't pass it across the field to Murray so Murray had three people in front of him. He used to play the ball between the left centre-back and the left full-back. Yeah. So Murray didn't have to beat anybody, just had to run past him, which he was really run, good at. Which he was really good and at. That's and you think, we, and that's you think what this we need. season... Well, and you think this season, and I don't know what sort of season he's had over in uh, uh, for Nîmes, I think it is, but how we've wanted a player like... Um, uh, Eliasson, but let's get into the second. Yeah. Let's get into the let's get into the second half. I mean, it really was City in the ascendancy without really dominating it. But uh, Mark, um, on seventy six minutes, probably when we were at our best, you know, we made a couple of substitutions. Pearson had gone uh, off, and Wells, uh, Fam, and uh, Conway had come on. But we should have had a penalty, shouldn't we? Because Worrell, he did not play the ball. And he couldn't get his feet out of the way. He took the man down. And you look at what was given away, given against us last week against Coventry in Birmingham. We got one like that, uh, but given against us. We didn't get that one today, did we? No, Worrell left his trailing leg. He definitely caught. I mean, we got the benefit of the, uh, of the camera behind the goal. And you could see he just he just caught he just caught um, Semenyo and, and uh, Antoine went down. Minor, minor touch, but it was a, it was a definite penalty. And if exactly if that Coventry one, and I've slowed the film down, I still can't see a touch. But nobody complained, meaning that it probably was a penalty. That was definitely definitely a penalty today. And I don't know where the uh, the assistant referee was positioned on the other side. Whether they were unsighted, maybe the referee was unsighted. Unfortunately, in, in the championship, you don't get the benefit of VAR, and you just got to suck it up. I'm afraid. But there you yeah. go. I thought the referee today was, I, I put on uh, OTIB uh, straight after the game, I think he was in some sort of time warp and thought Nottingham Forest were champions of Europe because every 50-50, <laughs> not least a chance of a corner that we had in the very closing stages of the game, but every 50-50, you know, it's, he gave it in favour of uh, the big side. I mean, Dave, did you think the referee was that great today? No, I thought he was pretty inconsistent and favoured them on any on any split decisions today I, in fairness you know most people on here know I like a good old moan about the referees I, I think Steve Martin's one of the one of the better refs in the in the championship but today yeah. he was a little bit uh, pro Forest I thought yeah Ian uh, right at the death uh, it could have been one of our former players coming back to haunt us because uh, there was uh, Luke Freeman again, a winger, lots of pace, uh, not the greatest crosser or not a prolific crosser, a slight difference, but uh, he almost still won it for Forrest with that volley that went just over the bar. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the ball drop into him on the far post, I thought, oh, here we go again. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Freeman as a player. I got to be honest. I think he, he's got a great left foot. He gives, he gave us fantastic balance in that promotion season. I don't think he scores enough goals, um, but I mean he's head and shoulders above probably anything we've got in midfield for that type of player. So um, uh, yeah, would I re-sign him? Nah, probably not. 
but uh, in the right formation, which you know the year we went uh, when we went up, we played three five two, and he was on the left, uh, centre left. I think he did a great job for us. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we we could have we could have lost it. We did deserve to lose today, but I don't think really did we deserve to win. Nah, not really. I think a draw was a fair result. Yeah, I mean, I I think before the game we 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 wanted a performance. And we didn't want to lose. So we've arrested the decline because our home record now is like one point out of the last 24 on the table, which is, uh, you know, pretty poor. But we are where we are. Um, Mark, I mean, I don't want to do marks for the players, but let's just pick individual performances going through them. I mean, Bentley did everything that was asked of him. Uh, what, what did you think of Danny Simpson today, uh, Mark? I mean, I thought he was he was okay, but it looks like he's got the dreaded hamstring when he pulled up. So, uh, but your thoughts on his overall performance? No, he's he's, uh, he's okay, Dave. It was Mark. Uh, cramp. Is he? Yeah, Mark. Well, there that's you go. what I'm just saying about Simpson in case you didn't hear it. Right. Oh, right about cramp. It wasn't it wasn't uh, hamstring then. Oh, it's cramp, was it? No, so he's, he's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I thought he what was, you, was overall thought... performance. I thought he defended well, didn't offer anything going forward. He put his head in where it hurts. So it was a cross from Knocker and he got in front uh, of Knighton and um, and won a free kick. But you know, we, we you know, he we went he went down from it. Blocks blocks and uh, made some good blocks on the uh, on the right hand side. I think Knighton, you know, was was a bit of a threat in the first half, but in the second half, uh, you know, he, he he defended very well, Danny Simpson. I think it's yeah. just that there's no there's not a lot of pace there really going forward. That's what we'd like to see, overlapping fullbacks. But I think we're at the moment he, we're, he, we're starting okay. from such a yeah he did okay. We're starting from such a low point at the moment. Like we said at the top of the show, we can't expect much in the final few games. It's very small victories. You know, a victory somewhere would be would be, would be great. But well, we yeah, we're celebrating a nil-nil we? draw. It shows exactly. This, where, this is where we are. He did all right, but I don't I don't think he's worth a, a deal. Text is he going to take us anywhere? No. No. Uh, Dave, I've not been uh, the greatest praiser of Callas in terms of his capability as a skipper uh, and a leader. I thought he had a pretty good game today. As Mark said, people putting blocks in and what have you. How did you How did you rate, rate him? I mean, he's going to be a mainstay of our team next season with Bentley behind him, assuming he doesn't go. But uh, do you think he had a better game today or a captain's um, game? I think he's had some, some decent games of, of late. I think what he forgot today was that he had Zach Viner alongside him and first half or certainly large portion of the first half we played so deep so I think you know we talked a little bit earlier about you know we hate the low block I'm not sure it's a a low block on purpose I think it's just a symptom of how deep Thomas Callas wants to go and I think he's played deep anyway he's probably been made worse by the fact that he's got Mariapa alongside him, who's obviously not a gazelle, is he? So I think he's got used to dropping off, and that creates yeah. big holes for your midfield to cover. We saw that in the opening half hour, 35 minutes, where Garner and Kravinovic found pockets and turned us, and within two or three passes, they were in our final third and causing problems. And I think second half, for me, it was noticeable how much further up the pitch he got and how many balls that they dropped just over the halfway line. They had no one there and we were picking up and that was where we were building from. So I th- I think that was a good thing. And I thought Callas had a, a pretty uh, pretty solid yeah. game out there. I think Danny yeah. Simpson also had a had a very solid 
game as well. I, I think, you know, for a guy who's not played all season, I don't think played last week for the first time. He's got, yeah. up, he's got up to speed quite well. Yeah, he's, he, he, he did all right today. I don't think they... Mighton's a tricky little winger, but I don't yeah. think he caused Simpson too many problems. Yeah, he hit the post, but I think generally over 90 minutes, Simpson dealt with him really well. Better maybe than Jack Hunt would have done, maybe. I don't know. We yeah, don't, maybe. We don't know. Ian, let's come to you on the uh, midfield, and I'll let the other guys talk about midfield as well. I mean, for me mm. and everybody, Masengo was man of the match. He's looking better than he was when he first got here, I think. Now, the way he was running around the pitch, he's still not got a goal or an assist. Alongside him, I think uh, Rene, the final third, Martin, Gil Martin, <laughs> summed it up saying he was trying to do worldly passes all the time, whereas he should just stick to the basics. And Angela, other than that free kick, he's okay. But I don't see him being kept on. But what are your thoughts on the midfield? Yeah, and next season, Masengo, we, he, he, unless he gets snapped up by uh, some other club in the summer, he's going to be a starter. So what your thoughts on the midfield today, though, Ian? Um, I thought Masengo, uh, particularly second half, he, he, he his control left him uh, in the first. I think the biggest thing with Han, uh, and I think we're looking at a future captain there, um, the biggest thing that we've got to do is decide what we want him to do and what he is. So if we're going to say, right, He's a, the busy bloke who runs around in midfield, tackles everybody, wins the ball and keeps it simple and gives it to somebody. That's fine, but don't expect any goals and assists. If yeah. we're going to play him a bit further forward, you know, say it, I'll call it a 10 or an 8, then I think he's well capable of doing it. Uh, so with Lansbury, uh, I thought he was, he was decent today. Um, he does put a foot in. And he has got a decent a decent touch on the ball. Passing radar wouldn't. Brilliant today, but he battled away well enough. Would I retain him? No, I wouldn't retain Mariapa. And I wouldn't retain Danny Simpson. If there are younger, better players that we can get. And, and that's yeah. the big question. Well, that so is with a big all question. Of them, Paul, Paul, Palmer, I thought his passing today was awful. I've got to say, he had lots of opportunities, particularly when we moved him into the central area. He had lots of opportunities. He kept trying to go past people and it wasn't coming off for him. He had lots of opportunities to play a decent pass and he didn't do it. He just didn't do it. So um, I, I thought he had a game to forget today, to be perfectly honest. But he's the only guy in midfield that we've got that is, it's possible. I'm not going to say likely because that's stretching it. But he's the only guy we've got in midfield that's possible he's going to get a goal or an assist because I don't see the others getting very many. And like you've already said with Han, he's played, I don't know how many games for City now, he must be getting on for 40. 50, I would guess. Yeah, maybe. Or uh, and, games, yeah. and he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't got a goal. He hasn't got a goal and uh, he hasn't got an assist. Yeah. So we, we have to, you know, you have to, in a midfield, you have to decide who you want. You know, do you want yeah. a guy to be Jerry Gow, Um, or do you want him to be Brian Tinian? And then you have to say, right, is he capable of doing that? Because you can play anybody in any position, as we've proved with Naki Wells. Decent footballer, but I'm sorry, if you're going to play him as a centre-forward, you've got to play the ball on the ground, and you've got to get crosses in. And he's not a wide player. You know, that's clear to a, it's clear to a blind man. 
Yeah. So, you know. What do you think, Dave and and, and Mark? Uh, Dave first. Masengo, we're we're eulogising over him, saying what a great player. But you know, it no goals, no assists. But do you think it? it you know, he's still only nineteen, for goodness sake. Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts, Dave, on the Masengo's performance? But the parts of his game that aren't there yet. Yeah. Um, I think most of us agree over the last three, four, five games, and even that little spell when he first came back under Holden, he's much improved and from what we saw early on the season and the back end of last season. I thought he was really good when he first arrived. And he, he looks like he's got that kind of agility back, which he missed probably from bulking up and maybe a little bit of a COVID earlier on this season as, as well. Um, and he, he just looks like he's getting better and better. And, and he's starting to influence games. I think, you know, just picking up on Ian's Ian's point there about, I think, his first kind of description around, you know, putting out fires, giving it easy. I think that's, that, that's to me, what, what Corey Smith did. But yeah. you don't necessarily have to do that from sat in front of the back four, which is not what Corey Smith did either. I think Pat was often the deeper one and Smith went around putting out fires in front of him. So I think you can get that from Masengo. But Masengo is a better footballer than, than Smith, I think. I oh, think, God, yeah. and and yeah. I think what we'll see is we'll expect more out of him from not just doing what Corey Smith did, but doing more, doing stuff further forward as well. And I think you know there's a lot of emphasis in there put on goals and assists. I think the criticism of Masengo back end of last season, you know, first half of this season was he doesn't even look like scoring or doesn't even look like assisting. I'd say that's been the change in him since Christmas, since he's come back into the side. We've actually seen him get some shots off. He did we, get a shot we, off we, we saw him, yeah, yeah, we saw him set up wells, didn't we? Have a little one-two, um, couple of games back, etc. So I think there's more creativity coming. He's actually getting on the ball further forward as well. So I think he was a, playing a, a more conservative role. He's now found his confidence, and you know whether it will manifest itself in you know ones rather than zeros in the goals or assists column. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see. I think, you know, he, all, he got his stride pattern wrong, a bit like Gaza against Germany, didn't he, last week against <laughs> uh, against Coventry, where he couldn't quite get his feet in the right place to slide in at the far post. That's you know, so he's, he's getting into position. So I think there's more to come. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a... He's not going to be a 10-goal, 10 10-assist 10 type player, I don't think. No. But I still think he's a... But he's a starter. He's yeah. Better, you, you, well, the way he's playing at the moment, you'd say he'd be starting next season. I mean, yeah. Mark, um, Backinson came on and there was a lovely pattern of play, which I think led to another free kick we got just before the end, which didn't come to anything or it led to two quick corners after it. But uh, when you look at the midfielders that we've got and, you know, if you're um, Jamie Patterson now, you've got to be thinking, I'm just turning 30. You know, he, he he's not going to get a looking really is he? He's not going to be renewed, and you've got Naj as well that probably will be off in the summer anyway. But we're starting to get some, yeah. With Willie, I'm not going to mention Walsh because I think the general view is now that we don't know enough about him to even maybe worry about whether he goes. But in Masengo and Backinson and Williams, we started yeah. to get the, the the body of a decent midfield, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, Backinson's not got a bad touch, and he and he just. T- lovely touch round the corner to Semenyo, and he, you know, he got fouled near the edge of the near the edge of the area, and it, it didn't come to anything. The free kick, free kick, unfortunately. But you know, he's when he when he came on, I think he he, he 
when he played early in the season, you know, he, 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 it's like he had telescopic legs and he could make tackles. He was, uh, you know, he was turning the ball over in the centre of the pitch and making good bursts forward like he did against Barnsley when he scored that goal with a fortunate deflection. And we really thought he was going to kick on from there. And yeah. then he got, uh, had, you know, he, he was he, he was take, taken off before the start of the Huddersfield game. And, he, you know, he had bad headaches, I think, which turned into COVID. And yeah. he never really looked the same player since he returned. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's, he's a bit like Semenya, where Semenya was a very raw, talented player. But I think he's he's very good going forward and he can make defence splitting defence splitting passes no question and yeah. Masengo Masengo's a player what I like about him is he plays with his head up yeah he can see no. the and he wins a foul he, know, he knows how to win a foul I don't want to talk exactly. about I don't want to talk about the uh, youngsters today Pearson and Conway I thought they did okay or Fam's little cameo for the last uh, 20 minutes but Naki Wells right we've had a couple of games with him playing in this so-called preferred position uh, today, and then you got to say about the service, yeah, and then you know, well, if he's not getting the service, it's criticising the midfield, and da 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 da. What do we think of um, um, uh, Naki Wells' performance? Come to you first, dear, just very briefly, because we've got so much other stuff to talk about. But Naki Wells, you know, what what did you think about him today? I mean, he had his usual sullen look when he um, got substituted, but you know, not great. <clears throat> I thought he was poor, but it was. He had no service, and it, this is a reoccurring theme. And I get I'm honestly fed up with talking about it. If you got blokes well, like that, <laughs> they, need, they need they need they need through balls. They need crosses. They need a bit of creativity behind them, and th- that is 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 what he needs. And he he's, he's just not getting it here. We might as well. To be honest, he's a player I I try and sell because he's not going to score goals uh, for us unless. Nigel Pearson really, really changes things up. Uh, and um, if we're going to play this low block rubbish um, and not dominate midfield, absolutely pointless having a bloke. Yeah. He also yeah. needs a, a big, if you're going to bang it forward in the air, and we do, uh, he needs a big bloke to play off. Like so did you can do that. Season. Yes. Yeah. If you put Chris Martin next to him, he looks a different player. Why? And that's another bloke who's going to be. That's another bloke who's here next season for us as well, isn't it? You know, because he's not going yeah. anywhere fast. Yeah, well, Dave, he, what he's, you he's, but you've got to look at if he can stay. This, oh, I keep tempering everything I say because of this season. Is if he can stay fit. Andy yeah. Boyman's back. He can play up front. Well, yeah, he looked to be running you know, around and, on the grass in the training video that. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, Boyman's Boyman's yeah. injury is. It's, it is one of those things. There was nobody near him and his ACL went, right? Okay, you can't help that. But Weinman's injury history in his career has been fantastic. He's hardly had any. Yeah. Dave, your thoughts on Naki today? Um, with the ball, not good enough today. You know, he was poor. Um, but some of his movement today was, was excellent. And if, you know, if Palmer's on form and does slide some of those passes through, then all of a sudden Naki Wells looks a better player today. Yeah. But too much stuff broke down for trying to play balls into him too early. I think sometimes you've got to accept that he's going to make a really good run and he ain't going to get the ball. And I think that was our problem today. And it's been our problem for weeks and weeks and weeks is we're too keen to play the killer ball. Therefore, we don't build up pressure. Pressure. We come very kind of like 
spontaneous attacking team rather than a structured attacking team. And I think what you want is good possession in that final 40 yards of the pitch where, you know, going back on what Mark said, you know, we, we didn't get our fullbacks forward today because we don't hold the ball long enough to get our fullbacks forward. And yeah. then, you know, you you go out wide, you come back inside, and then suddenly you've got, I don't know, a Lansbury 30 yards from goal or a Palmer 30 yards from goal. And then you've got a 10-yard ball down the side of the centre-back for Wells's movement. But he isn't being given that type of service today. So, yeah, he wasn't good enough today. But I don't see that as a, a failed experiment that, oh, God, we've got to get rid of him or we can't play him up front on his own. I think you've probably got to persevere and you've got to make the make the service behind him better. Yeah, which means, you know, and what players are going to make that up next uh, season? I mean, Mark, I'll come to you on the next topic, but before we do that, which is, we're going to be talking about the off-the-field stuff, um, that was, uh, well, we avoided seven uh, defeat, uh, eight. we avoided eight defeats in a row, which was good. Uh, useless fact, uh, useless fact, somebody said, oh no, Tim, first time we've lined up with nobody other than the keeper wearing shirt number two to number 11 uh, during the uh, uh, the game today so that was uh, something that was unusual uh, the regular commentator Ma, I'll ask you this one it wasn't the regular because is it Toby Osborne he was presenting but yeah. it sounded like he was commentating on a Grand National in the early stages of the game <laughs> wasn't it or he was on bloody Helium or something did you notice that on Robin's TV did you notice it he was perhaps a bit quick been taken, perhaps he's been taking uh, um, uh, lessons from Jonathan Pierce because Jonathan's voice escalates doesn't it yeah, you know, it's uh, you, you, yeah, getting it, getting excited. I think yeah, would probably be. Better. I mean, where uh, Toby's a bit, bit more level-headed. Although he said, yeah. he said City won a force a corner when it was a throw-in. So I didn't know what, what, what was the matter with his, with his glasses. Yeah. Um, but Renegal, the, the good thing, Renegal Martin's match summaries are always very good. He reads the game very well. I don't know about uh, what the rest it, of you, you know think, what he's like as a goalkeeping coach. But he was, uh, he, he, yeah, he reads the game quite well. I mean, we had Chris Hutton on the bench, uh, assisted by. Uh, I didn't Charlotte. know he come. <laughs> Chris Hutton on the bench for Forest. Yeah, I mean, Dave, Chris Hutton. Did we? Would our season have been any different under him? I mean, you know, if you look at the Forest squad and they had a very strong bench, they got, you know, arguably you could say they got a stronger squad than we've got. They haven't got as many players as we've got. But, uh, you know, do you think it was a case of what might have been with Hewton or, which leads us nicely into talking about what next for Pearson, but, you know, Hewton and Forest, have they underachieved? What do you think? No, I don't think so. I guess your first question would be being a different season under Hewton. Um, in my head, yes, we would have done. Um, I think Forrest, in terms of slow start, well, he joined them after the transfer window had ended, so he basically picked up another guy's squad, and I think he made a few signings in, in the, the January window. Um, he, yeah, he, brought, he, Murray, he got yeah, yeah Mur Murray, Garner, and Knocker. So, you know, Knocker had a decent-ish game today. Garner, probably one of their picks today. Murray... I guess he's there as, you know, I know what he can do if I if I, if I need him. Um, but that's probably been his first bit of opportunity to influence the, the side he puts out, really, since Christmas. And they've had some mixed results, but I think, you know, they're four or five months further down the road than where Nigel Pearson is. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, I, I'll probably talk about this a little bit more in a, in a moment, but I think focusing too much on results at the moment from where we've come from, you know, 
it's not really fair on Nigel Pearson. I think we all hoped we'd have some better results and some better performances, but I'm not sure people realise kind of how bad it had got. Um, and I think Pearson just needs to be given time now to sort it out. I thought today was a, a weeding out of those people that don't want to play for the club. Um, and if you then inject a bit of enthusiasm and energy into the, the 11 that do take the pitch, you stand a fighting chance of getting a, getting a result. And I think today's nil-nil, sorry, I'm waffling on a little bit here, but today's today's nil-nil is the kind of battling performance you'd expect from a City side who, who are you know struggling in the bottom half of the table, especially against the you know, Forest side that, you know, they've got some good players in fairness. You know, I'm not saying they're a fantastic side, but they're not a bad side either. And I thought, and I thought it was the... The start of Pearson's era today, as I say, got rid of you know got rid what? of the players out of the team that he doesn't really want. That that is that is exactly or one of the sentiments that I felt. You know, when it got to the final whistle, I thought actually it looks like we're going somewhere. I mean, Ian, um, start of the Pearson era. I mean, you know, when is this when is this saga gonna? progress to the next stage i mean because there is no excuse you know there was no excuse for um the owner we don't we don't have a chairman uh, there's no excuse for the owner not to meet with pearson if he, he he didn't want to i mean pearson today stopped the rot but you know we said the wh- when is it gonna when do you think it's gonna happen ian if, if at all i think it will happen um once he's agreed the inward investment. Uh, the other thing he's got to establish is whether Ashton is off or not, because in fairness, all it's been is conspiracy theories um, and paper talk um, based on two plus two plus two plus two must equal. You've gone quiet, Ian. Yeah. Ian, you say conspiracy theories and paper talk, and obviously we've got to give Dave Fev some credit here as well. There's one thread. And I, I, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to plagiarise what you put on in February. That's okay. I did. Uh, what was it oh, twenty thousand yeah. 20, views last Sunday morning? I sat down and I wrote, um, "Ipswich take over complete." What does this mean for us? If you don't like conspiracy theories, stop reading now. Well, that thread that I started has had twenty thousand views and two hundred and forty replies. Right? I didn't realise it. Clickbait was... headlines. That's what it I is. Know, <laughs> I know. I know. But let, let's we come on to we come on to Mr. Ashton and all that stuff later. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 again, we get sick of saying this. It's repeat, repeat, repeat. But you know what? When is when is Mr. Lansdowne going to get off the pot and do something? What's he waiting for? Well, you, 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 all those all those things are connected. So mm. a lot of the dominoes need to fall. So, for example, he goes to uh, let's say Mark Ashton is with Steve Lansdowne. They sit down with Nigel Pearson and say, "Right, Nigel, we'd like to offer you." Uh, a permanent contract and his agent be there as well or something like that and they'll probably have a private chat before that so mark ashton says right nigel you know there's a contract you're going to sign it and he and he said well hang on mark are you going to be here next season because i'd like to know that if you are fine the conversation ends here if you're off um (laughs) if you're off then you want me to sign a contract but you're leaving now steve lansdowne more or less said John doesn't really 
it doesn't want to do the job long term is what he said he doesn't see that John doesn't see him being at Bristol City for the next 30 years like you know Steve well we haven't seen him here for about eight months have we you know there's no no visibility my my point is if I'm if I'm Nigel Pearson what I don't want to to happen is to set sign a three-year contract Mark Ashton leaves Steve Lansdowne brings in a director of football that you don't get on with right or a new CEO, or uh, Steve Lansdowne brings in new investment. And if you're a new investor, you want to know what you're getting for the money. So yeah. let's let's imagine, just for fun and a conspiracy theory, that, he, that he's actually waiting for somebody to say, yeah, I'll buy the club. So you can yeah. finish up with new CEO, new owner, and lots of other, or you could finish up with Steve Lansdowne, Mark Ashton, John Lansdowne, and away you go. So and, there, and, there's that yeah. much. To, so with all that up in the air, if I'm Nigel Pearson, I'm thinking, Ooh, right, let's let it play on a little bit, um, and and then then I'll see which way the which way the dominoes fall, and and then I can make a decision. And I, I think to an extent they're both in that, mm. and no one's come out and said Ashton's going or Ashton's staying. And I, I would have thought it would be right for Mark Ashton to say, look, there's been a lot of speculation in the paper about me going to Ipswich. And I'm uh, here for the long term. Well, again, why can't he, why yeah. can't he, I mean, Mark, what, Mark, 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 why can't, yes, why doesn't Ashton, why doesn't Ashton come out and say, look, I just want to quash all this speculation. I'm working with Steve, you know, we're, we're still talking to Nigel about next season, but just let's have a statement because there's nothing coming out the, the season tickets are on sale tomorrow and there's a window, I think, is it till such and such a date where you have to claim your seat, otherwise it's open to everybody, right? But, Mark, you know, why Why is there this communication blackout? And let's stop the speculation about Ashton. He just needs to come out. He just needs... Never mind Pearson. They should come... Ashton should come out and say, I'm going nowhere. Yeah, I think he should because there's been, you know, there's been... A, a, Lots of uh, rumours on on websites. Obviously, we don't know who these people are or what they're saying, but uh, uh, you know, it could be a real game changer, literally, uh, yeah. for, 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 Miss, for Mr. Ashton. Very good, yeah, Mark. Well, um, he's obviously been told not to say something by by um, Steve Lansdowne. So otherwise, I, I, either it's because he's he's seeing you know they're they're arranging his his payoff uh, or resignation. Um, or there's an announce, something announced soon. But or compensation for the club. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's, <laughs> well, a, that's a point I made. I made, Dave. The thing is, Ashton has been un- busy writing all those letters, hasn't he? Because I don't know if you received if he's under, received mine in if the he's post. Under, yeah, if he's under contract, then Steve Lansdowne, if he tells Steve Lansdowne he wants out, then Steve Lansdowne might say, well, you tell it switch to give us a million quid compensation and you yep. can go. Yeah. Or he can say, well, we're not letting you go and you work your notice period, yeah, because that's how you get out of paying somebody. You know, you, you make, yeah. well, you know, he, he it, it's, it's again, it's a lack of communication at the club. And if he's chief executive, he should clarify his own position, which then what comes back. What I think's back- happened, David, is he's tried to run out the door and he's done his hamstring. That's, uh, that's <laughs> my bet. What and do you think? You know, what do you think? It. 
What do you think, Dave? I mean, Nigel Pearson, I saw his pre-match, and when he talks, he sort of every question, he, he sort of he, his response is sort of like <laughs> it's sort of it's not a joke, but it's sort of like a oh yeah yeah got the players, <laughs> you know. I mean, but he talks, he says all the right signals as though he wants to stay here. And you've put on there, just put one of the text messages on there while we've been talking. You think Chris Powell might come in as his. Uh, Number two. I mean, we've got, if you're Lansdowne, you've almost got a dream ticket of you get a chance to bring in a much better um, recruitment leader in Steve Walsh. He was in America. It's not, he's in a premiership team and coming here. There was talk last week about um, Steve uh, Gerrard going to Villa, which would be a bit harsh on uh, uh, Dean Smith. But if that happened, it could free up Craig Shakespeare. Yeah. And then Nigel Pearson or maybe Chris Powell. You know, it, it's coming together very nicely, but well, we yeah, all but, seem to be dancing yeah, around handbags, don't we? Mark, uh, Dave, your, yeah, your comment. Dave, Dave first. Dave go on, first. Ian, you, you were about to say something. Yeah, I was going to say it's not coming together nicely, is it? I mean, you just made all that up. What could happen? I mean, it could. No, it could I mean, could, I mean, but it's there. It's there, though, isn't it? You know, you want... Well, it's not you there. Want... You, don't, you don't know that. Steve, Steve Walsh might want to stay in America... Stephen Gerrard probably won't get the villa job because Dean Smith's doing a good job there. As soon as Greedish gets back, they'll get back to winning ways again. So a lot of that is more unlikely that anything will happen than it will happen. So, I mean, you know... It's you can speculation. Make All right, Nigel, it's speculation. Nigel, Nigel, Nigel Pearson might get struck by lightning leaving the ground. <laughs> might he? I mean, yeah. you know, where do you stop? Yeah, I think... I think I think on the Craig Shakespeare thing, I think... You'd have to have a remarkable relationship with Nigel Pearson to leave Premier League Aston Villa to come to Bristol City. I, th- I think so. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm yeah. not necessarily buying that. Um, you know, obviously, if Smith and him were you know to leave Villa, then suddenly that that flips on its head, doesn't it? Um, but I think you know the Steve Walsh one is his contracts up at Charlotte University or whatever they are um, over in. The, over in the states, whether he'll come in or not, we we don't know. But I think you know it's that, it's that whole thing. A lot of it probably might depend on what happens with with Mark Ashton, uh, because Mark Ashton is assuming the role of director of football and CEO in effect, isn't he? And you know you don't need to have read many of my yeah. posts on it, OTIB to know what I think about about recruitment. Um, but I think if Mark Ashton does go, you've got scope to do things very differently. Yeah. And 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 who knows what happened? I think you know the, the stories seem you know maybe they can't quash it because there's truth in it. I think that was my my little text just now. Yeah. You know what? I what, mean, Mendip, Mendip City has said on here um, may all depend on how soon the investment takeover is because okay, we're speculating in about what 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 might happen. Maybe this hiatus and and Mendip City said on it, he wouldn't be surprised if M A J L S L are all gone by the start of next season. Yeah, and I, you know and the conversation with the conversation isn't with Nigel Pearson and this lot. It's whoever is coming in. If there is such a, you know, and, and again, is that Bristol City or Bristol Sport? I mean, if you know, what 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 do you think uh, about that? Is it this investment? Is that what's holding things up, Dave? You first. On that. I I don't know. I think you know without any firm rumours of, of people being interested. You know, the the thing that we heard was that the consortium that are involved at Ipswich 
were possibly the ones that Lansdowne and Ashton were trying to bring here. Um, but again, it's mm. it's all a bit speculative, really. I, 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 I still am surprised, though, that that with what we're hearing about the Ipswich thing and the continued talk of Mark Ashton or the continuation of you know, Mark Ashton name being brought up in those conversations. Or an it sounds like there's no smoke about fire, an executive, doesn't it? A chief, a, an executive of another EFL club, you know, and people are adding three and three and making 12 or something like that. Ian, um, Tomo's put on here, I couldn't make out his first, because his first message said, my son said Palace may stiff around Crystal Palace. And then he said sniff. And then you said, Ian, what? And then what Tomo did mean to say, he's doing some work. He's, he's been at Ashtagate today doing uh, some stuff down there. But he says, Crystal Palace may look at Pearson if he is available because uh, Roy Hodgson, he's got to be 73, 74. I mean, you know, Pearson talks like he wants to stay here, but do you think it's suiting him and it's just us fans sort of foaming at the mouth wanting it all to be done that he might be considering his options? Ian, what do you say to that? Well, I'd, I'd say uh, is Roy, if Roy Austin leaves Palace, I think the most likely bloke would be Eddie Howe. And I'll tell you why, because his, his, I don't think his family would want to go to uh, go and live in Glasgow. I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that, but I know they didn't have a great time when they earlier in his Burnley, career when he yeah. went up to Burnley and he couldn't wait mm. to get back. And jumping on a plane every day to go to training is... You know, it might sound great, but you'd soon, that'd soon be a nose when the weather got bad. So um, I, I think there's more chance of Eddie Howe turning up there than Nigel Pearson. Or, and I, and I think it's likely that if, if Roy Hodgson does step down, he might stay on as a director of football, certainly until yeah. the new manager gets his feet under the table. It, so, I mean, the fact... Yeah, you know, sorry, go on. Yeah. I mean, the he fact, needs... The fact, Nigel, like somebody's just said, Nigel Pearson is... Is keeping his options open. It's a two-way street. You yeah. don't just sit down with a guy and say, "Look, you know, do you want to? St- Firstly, do you want to stay? You got to know that." Uh, and he says, "Yeah." I say, "Right, well, okay, we can give you, I don't know, a one-year rolling contract, a, a two-year contract, whatever it is." He, he's obviously he's mentioned uh, six to nine windows. So he, he's looking for at least four to six. One, uh, he didn't say. I thought he didn't oh, say six to nine. He didn't say four to six. He didn't, he, he didn't say as many as Lee Johnson. I thought it was two to four windows actually, which is two seasons and then a, a proper drive in season three, which would be 24, 25. Yeah. That, 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 that's what I read. Uh, he also, he also said it was, it was too, too late to wait for, to wait until the summer. I mean, yeah, which is an indication that he wants to stay. It's an indication then yeah. that if you come to me and offer it me, and the terms are right, I'll stay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, that's what he's more or less said since he walked through the door. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's it's just you know every time Steve Lansdowne does an interview, things get more confusing, <laughs> don't yeah. they? You know, I mean, he, he didn't need to to tell uh, three peeps on the podcast that he yeah I'm actively looking. For outside investment because that got a load of hairs running all know the clubs for sale and he never actually said that he just said i'm looking for somebody to put put a few bob in to what we think is a football club then my question would have then been to him okay what are you looking for and what do they get for their money so if i stick 20 million into bristol city tomorrow you're not allowed to take all of it and spend it on players because of financial fair play so what do i get for my money 
Yeah. Apart from a seat in the ground and a nice meal on a Saturday. And I can get that for a lot less than 20 million quid, I'll tell you. So what do I need? What, what do I get? And if it's, well, you know, they'd have to buy into our philosophy. Our philosophy has is worked in three areas. The ground, the, uh, the academy, and the training ground. The rest of it, honestly, recruitment, medical, on the field, pretty poor really four out Con- of ten contracts ian i i I, I went i went through and because uh, i'm sad as you as you know i believe we have yeah. we we have contra- recontracted six first team players since mark ashton's been here yeah of what i call proper happen. first team player pack um aiden flint Corey smith brown hill Patterson and O'Dowder. The the other one that you could call a bit more tentative is Taylor Moore, and 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 that was because he took half a half a salary pay cut to extend his contract. I know he subsequently contracted it. So Taylor I think Moore, yeah. I think that's a pretty that that's pretty shambolic, really. You know, forget recruitment. That just shows that we are buying players or bringing players in, and we're not we're not buying them for the long term. You know, and that we're spending loads of money with agents. That's why, because it's sort of like it's just fueling you, the. A- but but how, do you, how do you finish up with 15, 16, well, however you look at it? Because I'm, I'm not, I don't normally count Chris Brunt, but he was under contract at the start of the season, out of contract at the end with an option which we wouldn't have taken up. But he's already left the club injured, and so's Alfie Mawson. Now, how do you finish up with 15, 16 players out of contract? Unless you want to. And if you want to, my question would be, why do you want why to? Why do you yeah. want to? Yeah. I, I, I think, Ian, on that, it, you, you could flog it. Yeah, you, you could pick any one of those those dozen or so out of contract players and say, if if we wanted to sign them up because we thought they were good enough to recontract, we'd have done it. So, therefore, all we've done is postpone the agony. We've lessened our chances of getting a small fee and a save of a year's wages by doing bugger all about it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's to me, a yeah, shocking that's strategy. That, that's what I'm going to I mean, uh, Mark, those Mark, players, good or bad, cost us, cost us 15 million quid. Yeah. It's not like they cost us a million pound, all of no. them. They cost us 15 million pound, and we're letting them walk out the club for absolutely nothing. I, I don't get it. Just I, if the club would explain it, I'd be to, I'd be delighted to listen. Mark, your thoughts? You've been uh, sitting there listening patiently uh, in the background. I mean, uh, somebody said here that we're a conspiracy obsessed uh, podcast. AJ, yep. AJ, <laughs> it's not conspiracy. It's 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 speculation. There's a subtle difference. But Mark, what are your what are your thoughts? We need to wrap up in a moment. But um, I think I think most most of our recruitment. I mean, since you know, apart from Adam Webster, where we've got fantastic value, you know, bought him. I think we bought him for about four, didn't we? And we sold him for 20 million. It's been awful. And I mean, you've only got to look at Barnsley. What Barnsley have done, they replaced the manager this season and they got a team run on a shoestring, brought in players for peanuts uh, because I think they got a very good um, director of football in Daniel. I don't know what his surname is, Dave or uh, Kane. Uh, Ian will probably no it's an excellent recruitment and you buy players for certain positions and it's worked and and they won again today now they're five points clear of seventh place and that very good uh, very good uh candidates to get in the playoffs and well done to them 
And when we played them at the start of the season, it looked like a team that were going in the opposite direction. How, you know, how things can change very quickly. So you don't have to spend yeah. a lot of money to, to recruit. Norwich no. have done it, probably play their, their players better, but they, they can recruit very well. It shows you yeah. can you can do it. And their like chief Sarah, executive Sarah up Mann, there, their chief executive up there, their chief executive at Barnsley, I think, is a 34-year-old who's sort of like bright, up-and-coming, challenging sort of bloke without some of the baggage that those of us that have looked back into uh, Mark Ashton's uh, history. You know, it, it, you you want you want some clarity. I, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for just very I feel so. So let me just. I feel sorry for Steve actually because Steve Lansdowne. This is because, you know, he's 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 tried to delegate this to his to his son, the, the being the chairman bit, and he's pretty much washed his hands over it. So Dad has blown a quarter of a billion. If you look at infrastructure and funding losses, he's blown a quarter of a billion in the last eighteen years, and that's on the back of his son saying, "Dad, Dad, let's get involved in Bristol City." And Steve isn't. A passionate Bristol City fan like we are. I'm not saying he's not invested, but he's invested financially, yeah. And here it all is. You know, he's got he's had to part with COVID. You don't know how many season tickets he's going to get. You know, he's 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 been a sucker for the smooth talking guy, which was obviously admitted on the Three Peaks podcast that he let Lee Johnson talk him into uh, hiring him. He's let Ashton pretty much run the club for the last two years on all matters recruitment and ever increasing power base you know and he's coming up he's coming up to 70 he wants a bit of an easy life so maybe that's the reason why he is saying oh i don't want this let's get somebody else's money for the football well, part only the thing is and where the supporters are concerned how soon is he going to appoint nigel pearson the longer this saga goes on is he saying i want us to be mathematically safe in which case it will take a few weeks because we run the risk of, of make, making making Nigel Pearson think. Well, if they're not committed, I'm not committed. I'm look. I'm looking elsewhere. Pearson said the end of the season's too late. How soon is now? I suppose you could say. Yeah. Sign that. Sign the guy. What What are we waiting for? Get some certainty. The players will know who's going to be in charge next season. The fans will certainly buy season tickets if Pearson's in charge. We're not going to be expecting to be challenging make the top six but we know that we'll be that we'll be competitive and we'll win more games than we lose well, and we'll play we got, good we got four more we got four more weekends of football is that right yeah four more weekends and a weekend um, and a weekend fixture and everybody would feel a lot happier uh, if the manager thing was sorted yeah and he could go in with the last three games because we all remember was it 12 years ago when we got uh, 11 years ago when Steve Koppel came? Yeah. And he was signed up before the end of the season. In April. And he went and he didn't come. And if he'd have turned up at Ashton Gate for the last home match of that season and just done a little walk around the pitch, what would have happened uh, there? I'm sure that would have put 1,500 people extra on the season ticket. But he came, he didn't. He was. He, he went over to America to see his son prearrange something. And then we all know how well that went with with Koppel because we've got to have uh, Pearson's right when he says it's too late but the way we're going if we don't get him signed up even if it's Pearson you know if they leave it till five o'clock after the Brentford game and is that a Sunday midday kickoff or is it Uh, Saturday it's Saturday used to play them on Sunday we've got to get we've got to get it sorted yeah and that's not conspiracies we just need some direction from somebody yeah and it's not 
coming, the chief exec, in the absence of the chairman, the chief exec should be saying stuff, not the owner who, okay, he makes all the decisions, but it seems that everything is stopping at his door at the moment. I mean, let's wrap it up. Um, Quick uh, final point from each of you. uh, Ian, um, your thought. Who, who's up next? Who have we got next? Is it is it Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah? Sheffield I Wednesday. Mean, next that's Saturday, a game. Next. That's a game up there that. Well, what do you you know? We 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 take another nil nil draw from that, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Ian well, another think, draw yeah. Sheffield Wednesday? Think, that'd be a good result. I think you need a, uh, you know what what I think what we need. Yeah, I mean I'd take five nil-nil draws from now to the rest of the season. I don't think I'd enjoy them. Uh, but I'd like to see us play some play some football and have a bit of shape. That's what I'd like. And I think I'd like to hear from, you know, Mark Ashton. And uh, Mark can tell us about the Lansdowne family. Steve. <laughs> Maggie. Maggie. John. Maggie. John. Tiddles, Lee. Tiddles the cat. Tiddles Lee. the cat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and Mark, Mark can tell us let's, let's all the, about the those and now. the DNA. The, yeah, oh, the DNA. Have I mentioned our, our high performance centre? Have, have I told you about that? Our high all in, wasn't it? Centre. Yeah. We've, we've only got that because of Steve, Maggie, John, Tiddles the Cat, and the rest of the Lansdowns. Is this your impression you, Mark. of Mark Ashton now? Uh, Ian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, do nobody, nobody does support like, like, like yeah. what they have done. All right. Look, this is no. <laughs> Mark. Mark, you're, you're Dave. The final word goes with Dave in a second, actually, because that's the central one. Mark, um, <laughs> a draw at Sheffield Wednesday that will totally oh, banish. Some, they actually said on Robin's TV today that you know if we won this, it was still keeping alive our playoff chance. I mean, I think that was the way <laughs> the results were. But a draw at Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, that was. That was that was comical, comical alley, wasn't comical it? Comical alley again. Wednesday, acceptable result this stage. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be physical game. Maybe maybe put fat play fam for this one. On fam's goodbye tour. This could be uh, this could be the good time good time to play him. Lots of lots of crosses into the box. They're going to be physical. You know, players like Cameron Patterson. You know, elbows flying everywhere. Jordan Rhodes tumbling around. Yeah. I think we could we could we could nick it. But let's let's be. I think we, we we put it about a bit today as well. Even uh, Henry Lamb. Yeah, no, we're giving some, lots of free kicks. Good away. tackles. On got the more edge free kicks. Gave away more free kicks, and we got shots in the game. Never mind shots on the target. Final word with uh, with you, uh... Captain Sensible. <laughs> Captain Sensible, Dave. Dave. <laughs> what, do you to, what do you want me to talk about? I <laughs> you to say. Well, two, I'll ask you two questions. Do you think we'll get movement this week? And is a draw at Sheffield Wednesday? Uh, an okay result or don't results matter now is it just performances because we ain't going down um will we get a result on wednesday um i think we might get a, a nil nil or a one all um i think we're probably playing for draws to be honest and just just try and get a semblance of, of shape and performance back to be honest uh, will we see some movement on Off the pearson the front this week <sighs> don't know i thought we would have done in the international break the fact we didn't and then the, the kind of bombshell that you know we're waiting for for steve to fly over to to meet him um i actually did have a little look at the guernsey covid travel restrictions on bailiwick airport if you're a private um um flight operator and it mm-hmm. it, it 
didn't seem pretty very clear what you could do but i'm sure uh it did say if it's for work purposes you can so yeah. i i, I, I don't know it's, it's early in the tax year as well so he could he'll have yeah. to cut out a visit some other time won't he so i've got some breaking news mate i got some breaking news genuine breaking news the game against wednesday won't be next saturday and i feared this earlier on they're well, moving all the games because all the games Philip's funeral's because of the funeral. Saturday. Well, that's right. Somebody, Jesus yeah. Christ. Somebody, no, somebody no, 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 no. Yeah. Prince Philip, Dave, I keep telling you that. Christ somebody, died somebody years ago. Somebody picked me up the beginning. Christ was born after him. In fairness, I, I think that the, the, there hasn't been enough coverage of, of, the, of the fact that Prince Philip's died. I mean, it came as a shock to me. Yeah. I don't think there's been enough, enough coverage on the BBC or Sky, uh, and um, well, I don't know, I think the cartoon channel have done quite well. Guys, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, no, we can't talk and about ne- a Wednesday. And Netflix. We can't talk about a Wednesday game. So, so. We, want, we want more HNM, less HRH. Yeah, well, is that what we're well, saying? Well, it'll be, well, what we'll it'll do, be, what it'll be like that, Mark. Friday or, uh, Friday or Sunday, won't it? Something like that. So, yeah, and there's no so Wednesday on Sunday. worry. Bring it forward. They haven't got to worry. Yeah, they're true. But they have Rother- Rotherham can play a double header, can't they, on, on yeah. one of those days? Play double fixtures in yeah, the Sunday League years ago. Well, I don't know. If they, it's only if they pass their lateral flow test because they are a bit suspect, aren't they? The fact, the fact that there's no crowds at any of these games makes it really easy to reschedule them, and you could because there's no. Well, they had a two, the thing is, they had a two-minute silence. Who noticed? Yeah. <laughs> at least City didn't get yeah, that wrong true. like they did for the uh, war thing when it was meant to be a two minute silence and everybody started clapping right next week right um, I may well be doing another one of my in conversation pieces with I won't say who right but that'll it's be it's not Roy Hodgson is it no it's not Roy uh, it's not Roy it's not Roy <laughs> Hodgson I think he's uh, yeah, very, sharp I have to say sharp. Roy is is incredibly excited yeah. to be on the pod next week there we go with, with, with David <laughs> Because he's very but, when when Rooney Rooney's coming on with me and Frank Frank Rooney. Frank Lampard he'll be here next week as well. Wilfred's yeah, all right. Right, right. We can do we do a special. Ian does impressions. Ian is for, Ian, Ian, Ian is available for for weddings, funerals, and bar mitzvahs. Ian, uh, Ian, yeah. ring after hours. But look, next week, if if there's any developments to do with takeovers or Pearson, we'll do one sometime. We'll let people know when we. He'll be on twenty minutes. He'll be on on Sound City on Monday. Always here, Jeff. Always here for you. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we'll do. Look, it's tea time. It's tea time. It's time to go and get some food. Mike Yar would eat your heart out. The new Joe Long. You got got to cross into the other wing, David, haven't you? Right. Is the cook cook good night, everybody? Those of you that are still with us, yeah. It's it's not been a conspiracy show. It's been uh, talking about a game where City arrested the decline, the start of the somebody's era. Guys, have a great weekend. What's uh, left of it, and uh, we'll get this uploaded. Thanks to everybody that was uh, listening. I think there's about 40 of you left in the uh, studio. 114 people, so that means 70 people listen for a bit and then bug it off. But never mind. We don't care. We enjoy it, and uh, we look forward to uh, everybody being back next time we do one, yeah, whenever that is. All right, all the best, boys. Top hosting, everybody. God bless. Cheers. God bless. Cheers. Stay safe, everybody. One. Keep washing Cheers. those hands. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.